Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel and Star Wars. Please take a moment to take our show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today, we are recapping She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Episode 2, and full spoiler details. So if you haven't seen the episode, I would get out of here. And I'm here with one of seven of Emil Blonsky's soulmates. It's Tommy Pizzullo. Tommy, how are you? Yeah, I, I'm really hoping that She-Hulk can get him out of prison, because our letters are real, Okay. It, it means more than the other six people, okay? Uh, but, Michael, I wanted to actually give you this. Uh, it's a welcome back basket. Welcome back to the podcast after being gone. Uh, and uh, inside, we have some chocolate. We have a little, like, Stark Wars mug, which maybe eventually we'll get. And, uh, you know, it also has a map to, to the best bathroom just for you and your house. The best bathroom. It's there so you can go take your, you know, your, your poops. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, a good good poop drop in the episode, right? I always, we love that, right? Tommy is pro yeah. poop podcast. I think I think we're a pro poop pop. Everyone poops, right? There's a whole book about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna put the pro poop thing on our guest here, but um, we do have a guest. It's the first time. It's the it's the debut of Josh Kettles. Josh, how's it going, man? I am. Yeah, glad to be here. It is a little. Um, yeah, it's a little weird because I work in a law firm and, you know, I work my job. Then I watched the episode, just continued swimming in that law firm space. And now we're going to talk about it for another hour. So I feel like I'm still on the clock here. <laughs> Josh, tell me, like, is there anything like look, everything I know about like our um uh, our court system comes from uh, the the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case, and then what I see in pop culture. So yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't like. So they say things, and I'm like, this, yeah, that, that's right. I think. Um, is there anything like jarring to you? Is there anything like that you've seen in the series that's like that's not quite right, or maybe like maybe that's accurate? That's a good question. I feel like, um, yeah, I I think if I had to like character. A caricature of a lawyer that I think if I had to boil it down, if I was going to write a lawyer character, I would make them be very intelligent and I would make them know that they're very intelligent. So I feel like lawyer characters who fit those two criteria usually come off really well. And Jen fits that. I mean, I, I think that she she's, you know, obviously smart, um, but she's not quite arrogant enough, I feel like, <laughs> to be like a full, full-fledged lawyer caricature that usually is shown on TV. And... Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I feel like they kind of she's I know it's a big part of the show. It's obviously like the subtitle attorney at law. But uh, I don't I don't see her as the most lawyery lawyer, if that makes sense. Not yet. We'll see. Well, let me ask you this, because this is something I'm also rewatching Daredevil. I don't know if you've seen that show, but he's also a lawyer. And what I find interesting about um, in this show and that is these lawyers have like a very large moral compass, right? Like they're worried about like defending somebody that's guilty. And like, that's nothing that I ever imagined a lawyer doing. Like, I feel like all, like you have to have like, you know, you, you have to like, just be understanding of the judicial system and knowing that you're going to end up with people that might be guilty. Is that the, like the other lawyers are like, no, I think you're, I think you're actually a bad person. Yeah, there's definitely lawyers like that. I mean, yeah, I, lawyers are mercenaries. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I, most attorneys, everybody deserves rep representation, you know? So no matter what you think about, you know, certain types of lawyers, I everybody, you know, deserves to have someone on their side in the in the legal process. Now, they have a lot of money. 
usually have a, a lot better resources uh, to advocate for you. But um, I, I do think that what, what, what I was really surprised by actually after the first episode and I called my shot here, I was, I was like, there's no way that she's going to be a prosecutor and be a good guy throughout this series. And then by the, by the second episode, they've already changed that. So she's no longer working for the DA and she's now working for a defense, you know, uh, um, firm, but in defense firms, again, they, they have all different flavors. Sorry for the record. I should state that I'm, I work on the business side of things, um, for, you know, for a few law firms, this is, this is my third law firm I'm at. And, um, I, I think, yeah, we'll see the, I mean, what I might, what I would say, like a lot of these huge law firms, I think they captured it pretty well with like the high rise building, you know, even how people are dressed, the vibe, even from just the few glimpses. I mean, that's pretty similar to my experience at working at a pretty, a couple pretty large law firms here in the U.S. And so, um, yeah, I mean, they, they got the aesthetic right, I guess, for sure. Yeah, Tommy, what about you? Is it accurate? You know all about the... Yeah, yeah. From my experience, <laughs> uh, once going to jury duty and then and, and being not called in. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty similar to what a courthouse would look like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Tommy, you were a juror. That's cool. I've never been. Well, there. no, I didn't get a B one. It's like you show up and they're like, "No, we're good. You, you go home." Mm. They're like, "You're too biased to this case or something." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Josh, well, I kind of skipped over it. Um, this is like you know your first time on our, your, our podcast. Um, I, I haven't been able to talk to you too much to get to know you personally. So, like, not only is this a chance for you to introduce yourself to the audience, but it's a chance for you to introduce a. Uh, you to us, but give us some of like your, you like just say who you are, where you're from. And like, yeah. maybe, uh, maybe like how you, like, are you like a massive Marvel fan or is it like, you know, <laughs> I guess you could tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, I um, usually my, my main podcasting responsibilities are uh, covering Survivor. So that's, that's my bread and butter. Um, a TV show that is still on for those of you who are not aware, the 43rd season about to come out next month. Um, so I'll be covering that. You can go to joshtakes.com um, to subscribe there. I'm also uh, over at Silent Podcast. We're covering Game of Thrones right now. That's what I'm doing for them. So I'm definitely a nerd. Uh, I'm very much uh, <laughs> love swimming in the fantasy world. So yeah, it's the, you know Game of Thrones, excited for Lord of the Rings show. And then yeah, Marvel, Star Wars, keep up with all that stuff as well. Um, although I'm not like you know a comic book reader when it comes to Marvel. I've watched all of the Netflix shows, the Disney Plus shows. Although I, I think the only thing I was thinking about this today, I think the only thing I'd never finished was Iron Fist. That's like the only one that I left on the table there <laughs> of those Netflix shows. And uh, other than that, yeah, I'm caught up in, in the Marvel MCU world. There you go. I say, and again, I haven't even finished Daredevil, so it seems like you might even be a step ahead of me. I'm also not big <laughs> into the comics, so um, no, it's super fascinating. Um, I think it's it's interesting because like we did, like Tommy and I, we're we're both big Survivor fans. We're in the RHAP community a little bit, and um, so we have some of the spillover from there, like a couple people that are like in that world, and then we also have like a bit of an audience that like only cares about Marvel stuff. So like we'll drop like you know inside survivor jokes that, that people won't get and uh you know about half the audience gets it half of it doesn't but it's all good um Great. uh josh what did you think about this episode in particular it was a little for me it's a little weird because typically we do like an hour-long podcast this episode was half an hour and i guess when you count like six minutes of credits like this was like one of the shortest episodes we've gotten for uh the marvel shows but uh what what did you make of it yeah i mean overall i'm i'm very interested in the show i think it's it's got my attention 
um, on a couple different levels. But I I was disappointed in this this show um, or this particular episode, I should say. Like I think that uh, I feel like if you're gonna go for the campy fun vibe, you know, she's gonna break the fourth wall. It's not too serious. They're making jokes and stuff, you know, with Hulk. That he, you know, it's it's not really um, too much about the threat of everything looming over. There's no big um, bad guy, I guess. Well, until this episode, maybe we'll see, but um, you know, it's not this crisis to save the world. It's just kind of like, she's trying to figure out her life, you know, with superpowers now and, you know, trying to figure out her career situation. So the stakes are a little bit lower. And I feel like if you're going to go that route, I feel like then you should really stick to like kind of more of the monster of the week vibe. I think you guys might've talked about that a little bit last week. Um, but I, I've been watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's what my wife and I watch every night. And I feel like what they do well in the camp air, like you know arena is they make it fun. They they say a lot of you know one-liners that are a little cheesy, but you know every week it resolves and it's like a nice little tight story every episode. And I feel like this episode was like way too just like open-ended and kind of just like setting up the season in a way that just felt like it was half an episode. I think that's the thing. I think you nailed it on the head. It's like, I don't, I have no concept of what this show is, right? Uh, from the villain to the structure to like, it's, it's leaving a lot of things kind of open-ended. Tommy, um, what say you? Thumbs up or thumbs down on the episode? I'm thumbs up. I think, okay, this is where I'm coming from. Of like, it's a sitcom. You know, it's like no different than the sitcoms on CBS, NBC, any of those. I think we're just taking with the same lens of like Marvel movies uh, in general. But, like, I thought the episode did a good job of, like, putting into the direction of where we're going. We talked about it last week with, with Briz of, like, I don't really get much from the first episode. It's an origin story. I don't really know where the story, where, where the season's going to go, how the feel, how the style of the show is going to be. And I think this gave me a better lens into what we're going to be dealing with. It's going to deal a lot with, like, I think Jen, like, being okay. You know, she's balanced the two sides of her, the Hulk side and the Jen side. Physically, but I don't think mentally yet. She has figured out that like she needs to balance those two sides. Yeah, um, it, it's interesting to me um, that well, first and foremost, I, I think the weirdest thing about this show for me is um, the breaking the fourth wall, because <laughs> typically, and you know, I have no problem with that as a component to any type of storytelling, but um, for me. I'm, the question is, what does it add? And for me, it adds absolutely nothing. Like, she's basically explaining the things that we can already assume about her current situation. For somebody like Deadpool, he's funny. <laughs> you know, it's like, at least he's making me laugh. She's not even, like, really, like, saying jokes. She's just like, this is what I'm thinking about right now. And I'm like, eh. And the other thing I want to say this real quick is, I, I, I did talk to my buddy Nathan, who does not like the show. He was a guest on for the Morbius podcast. But he did not like this uh, uh episode at all and what i told him is hey stop looking at this like it's real life you have to watch this as if it's a cartoon it's almost like these people are performing on a stage like th the theatrical acting is completely different than uh film acting and these people aren't acting like they're in a movie like even Jin, she, like everything she does is like so outlandish when she's upset she puts her hand on her cheek it's like like nobody acts like that it's, it's a like sitcom <laughs> it's a sitcom i mean yeah it's supposed to be that way we yeah. don't I think that's the thing. We're looking at it the lens of it's a Marvel TV show, so be serious. But, like, if it was on CBS, it's like, you know, what's a sitcom out right now? Like, if it was, like, 
uh, Big Bang Theory. Like, I was going to say two and a half men. I don't yeah. think it's been up like five years. Yeah, same with Big Bang Theories I have right now. But it's like, it's like, yeah, they do that sticky stuff. Like, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm giving more. I, I, I think that's with anything we've talked about. This. I think every Marvel property, uh, Star Wars, with all of these, I think that's the, most of the critics. It's like they're just looking at it with not the right. They're not the right audience for it, I think, is what it comes down to. You're a Marvel fan, but you're not a sitcom fan. Yeah, I feel like though there is like sitcom or whatever genre you want to say it is. I do think voiceovers are generally a bad idea because it's and the the way to do voiceovers well is whenever they're saying the opposite of what you would guess they're about to say. So like you know if they're just saying kind of what you already know, then voiceovers suck as a like a trope or you know a tool or whatever. And uh, I I do feel like it was, you know, she just kind of was explaining more of what she was already communicating with her dramatic, you know, slumped over mannerisms. And so the the fourth wall breaking for me was just like, whatever. I know, apparently, it's part of her original comic stuff. And so it just feels like it's more of a fan servicey, you know, shoehorned in aspect of the character that doesn't fit with everything else they've constructed for the show. Yeah, I do think that if they didn't have it, you'd have the other side of things where the where people would be like, "Yeah, well, that's an iconic piece of her her origin. Why would you cut out the fourth wall? It's like you can't win if you do. You can't win if you yeah. don't." You know? I mean, I'm generally in favor of pissing off those people <laughs> and making just make a good show and piss off the the nerds that are going to be really upset that something's changed. Josh, I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> well, as one of those nerds. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I am fully a nerd. I own that. You know, like there, there are holy texts for me. You know that uh, I take sacred. But you know, things gotta change when they come into a TV or movie form. They can't be the exact same. You know, it's just it wouldn't make a good TV product. I love bullying Tommy and saying I like Taskmaster. And Civil War, and he gets upset. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's like, I hear you on the fourth wall breaking. It works for me because I think the whole, sh- if it was like, if the show was serious and it was doing that, I think I'd be like more like you guys, like, oh, this is jarring. But because the whole thing is kind of seen in that kind of like, like Mary Tyler, it kind of feels like those old sitcoms in a way, like very Mary Tyler Moore, where it's like, oh, this is an office sticky sitcom where we're we're getting kind of hokey, but that's okay because we're setting you up that it's hokey, you know? Oh, like like WandaVision, an actually good show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but WandaVision was also with the mystery of it, right? Yeah, they did that well, with well, an air of like, yeah. oh, but actually, there's seriousness coming on. I think the show is like, hey, we are just hokey, and that's okay. Okay, guys. Well, let's let's uh, dive. Let's get a good good opening here. Let's dive into the episode, though. Um, we open with um, the news. The news is talking about the She-Hulk event, and um, this is actually where um, we get the name. Um, and yeah, is some kind of chick Hulk. He's like She-Hulk. So yeah, take that for what you will. Um, but yeah, so I, I think the the first big scene we get here is when Jen goes to the bar. And um, what's her friend's name? I don't know what her friend's name is. Do you know Josh? Uh, Nikki? The, Nikki, yeah, maybe the paralegal. Or, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, something yeah, like that. The, the paralegal is what I, the friend, whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, she's like, look, you gotta, they want the Hulk. They're cheering for uh, She-Hulk here. And uh, yeah, she turns into the She-Hulk. Uh, Josh, what, anything stand out to you in this uh, whole bar scene here? Yeah, well, I mean, just they're trying to lampshade the whole She-Hulk name thing and how derivative it was. That was, I mean, I I just, 
So the rise of the whole sequel phenomenon, you know, like a sequel that's just like, okay, but we're going to do it with women now, usually goes pretty poorly, like Ocean's 8 or uh, Ghostbusters or whatever, just because, you know, like I I'm, of course, like I'm a big fan of female-led movies. I'm watching, again, House of the Dragon right now, very focused on the female perspective and stuff. Great first episode there. Um, but I just feel like, I'm glad that they're at least naming that it's very poorly titled as just She-Hulk. Like, that's just a horrible character name. Like, it's just so derivative and so stupid. Um, so I appreciate that they're at least, again, trying to say that they're self-aware enough to get over that. But um, so, I mean, that definitely that conversation was definitely the thing that stood out to me the most there um, before they head into the bar. But yeah, what can you do? They're kind of stuck. Tommy, what do you think of this guy, Dennis, the, this little punk? Um, he is so he he's this guy who comes up. He's like, oh, you just pulled out the powers for your pl publicity. And then he also makes this comment. Here's a quote from him. Oh, there's a hot girl over there. I'm going to go talk to it. <laughs> yeah, clearly what? we're not supposed to like. And, and I think that's like part of the show is women empowerment and like the like this kind of stuff. I think it's a, it's definitely over the nose <laughs> with this kind of stuff. Like no one actually would say. I'm going to go talk to this hot chick. I mean, maybe there's probably actually probably some <laughs> but not someone I would want to be friends with. Cause that's so like, yeah, obviously that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah Dennis the punk. Um, Tommy, they also have this conversation that we've had a couple of times. Do the Avengers get paid? Do they get healthcare? Do we ever come up with an answer on this? Josh, do you know? I mean, I feel like uh, Captain uh, or Captain America, uh, the Falcon, like the whole show was about him not getting paid by being True. an Avenger. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's the only reference point I have, you know. Imagine having a memory. Couldn't be me. Um, yeah, he yeah. couldn't even get a bank loan, like let yeah, alone get okay. some money. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, I think we talked about it as like, it's like college. You get room and board. Like if you, if you do like an RA in college, it's like you're, you get room and board paid for you, but that's about it. You don't get any extra. Maybe you get like an allowance of like a, Tony Stark hands out like a hundred bucks to each Avenger and is like, all right, this is your a hundred bucks for the week. Like, yeah, I feel like they need to like factor in some of like what they do in the boys. They do like a lot of product placement with the superheroes. Um, you see like a train and commercials and stuff. So yeah, we can work on it. Um, I, I did like this call back here where, you know, she's obviously drinking. And then when she transforms back into Jen, she's drunk again. I was like, yeah, well played. You didn't forget about that um but yeah she gets fired is this a, josh is, let me ask you this uh, for somebody, <laughs> is this the appropriate place to fire your lawyer yeah 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 i've seen four <laughs> lawyers get fired this exact same way um two of them had superpowers two of them didn't but all four in a bar uh, yeah. <laughs> but i i mean i i actually kind of understand i i like pr is huge for law firms because like the worst thing you want, especially if, you, if you're doing like high profile defense cases, like the last thing you want is for your attorneys to be a distraction. So I'm not saying that like this was obviously like she needed to be fired, but like that perspective alone, I, I understand that like impulse of like they have to like deal with this situation and probably would be pretty difficult for your attorney to be, you know, like causing, I don't know, a distraction, you know, in, in a case situation. So, yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, I think that case would have been like, you know, uh, a mistrial, no matter what. I don't get why her turning into the She-Hulk is the thing that causes a mistrial, not some random superpowered villain crashing into the, the courtroom. That definitely alone, you know, again, I'm not a lawyer, but that seems like <laughs> should be way bigger deal. Um, so yeah, she, uh, she gets fired here. She's looking for other jobs. And again, they're not, they're not taken to it. Um, 
But I, I think the next big scene here we get is the dinner with the family. Oh, yes, Tommy. Sorry, I do want to stop down here okay. on the job search. Okay. Uh, there, was, there was a lot going on. on the, there, she's looking through jobs, right? There's this page. I just want to stop down on some of the things that were... Uh, if you go through, there's, this page is full of chalk, full of some Easter egg type things. But a couple that I want to focus on. There was Iron Man 3s. There's a new Iron Man shoe. Uh, <laughs> would you buy Iron Man 3s? I would. Yeah, Probably sure couldn't would. afford them. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's honestly. Uh, Iron Man threes were, were on this. We got uh, man fight in the article separate. Man fights with metal claws in bar brawl. Whoa! Wait, hold yeah. on. So wait, this is when she's sitting on the couch with a friend. And yeah, and she's reading an article called 10 Offbeat Jobs for a Fresh Start." That's literally Wolverine, now, right? That's Whoa! I think too. I know. See. And uh, <laughs> this show giving us the first Wolverine reference, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then this is my favorite. Why is there a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean? Thank you, She-Hulk, for finally oh, asking the question about Eternals. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, Josh, that's been a big complaint on our podcast. Is uh, why why is nobody talking about this more? Uh, but there you have it. Why? Why is? <laughs> wait, how does it go again? Tom, read that again, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, why, why. It doesn't even, doesn't even spell it. Whoever did this needs to recheck. It's why there, oh no, why there is a great giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean. You get the answer <laughs> right there in that article. Of a man. Yeah. Uh, there you have it. Um, okay, so now we will go to the dinner with the family, which this is, I love the family. Uh, Josh, what, what do you make of uh, the mom, the dad, the, the brother, Chad? Yeah, I mean, the dad was awesome. Like, I, I just, I love the dad. He was trying so hard, you know, like trying to, you know, get everybody to, you know, be on the same page. If she lost her job, let's not talk about it. Pulls her into the garage, you know, like try to subtly, you know, talk with her. So I don't know. I'm a big fan of the dad so far. So hopefully he's around a little bit more. Um, even if he, you know, he was trying, not necessarily making everything easier, but he was doing his best. We do need to give some kudos to Chad. Listen, he is <laughs> his job at Best Buy. Listen, he's really making improvements over there. So uh, may not be as big as Jen as you know this big uh, superhero lawyer, but we gotta watch out for Chad. He's going big places. I can tell. <laughs> Who was it? Jen's aunt that was like, "Ooh, employed and promoted." <laughs> yeah. <was> like, Damn. <laughs> yeah, I love that. He's like, he's like, I already told them you were fired. No one's gonna bring it up, um, and nobody's. They're all just interested in the She-Hulk thing. So um, yeah. yeah. Um, they do bring up the question about uh, Hawkeye's arrows, though. Hawkeye doesn't collect the arrows, right? No, I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, do think, don't they all explode yeah. and turn yeah, into yeah. slime? I don't know. That's, I feel like Josh, that's, that's a good point. Like, I do think it's like maybe they're like maybe they're biodegradable that after a period they like disintegrate, <laughs> or maybe he like you think some one of the Avengers could create some sort of like arrow fetching robot for him that like <laughs> like goes out after the battle, like, all right, here we'll be grab like all that. these arrows up. Very sustainable of you to think of that. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Hawkeye. You really, we should be getting on. Hawkeye should go to jail for <laughs> not cleaning up his hair. It's, litter, it's littering. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, next year, the dad pulls Jen into the garage to have a more serious conversation. He wants to know if she's okay. And uh, she's basically, I'm okay to not be okay. Cute conversation here. They kind of have a back and forth. I love the dad. He's so charming. I feel yeah, like, do best. we know this guy, actor? Let me look this up. 
I'm nervous for the bad guys. Wait, you think he's mm. gonna die? I don't know. They're making us fall in love with them because yeah, there's not a bad thing you can really say about the dad. They don't. It's a good call. Ever, they don't ever kill the dad. I'm just. Wouldn't you be upset though? I yeah. Would, yeah. That, that's yeah. a good call. I like that. I like that. I hope they kill the dad. Kill him <laughs> no, off. No, not Let's this. Go. Kill yeah. the dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, yeah I, he, think, I think that's the only thing we can do at this point. It just, you know, maybe we'll liven up the show. We'll give Jen more serious. Maybe that's how they go down the more serious route with She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah. We start with the Mary Tyler, Mary Tyler Moore show, and we end up with Game of Thrones. I like it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's been in Succession. Oh, uh, that's, that's where he that is. He's Succession. The Leftovers. Yeah. Oh, um, another great yeah. show. Yeah. Yep, yep. So he's he's been he's been around. He's a bunch of stuff in here. Law and Order. I guess that makes sense. Um, but yes, so... Uh, they they have a good talk here. They also they talk about um, they kind of mentioned like, well, at least you didn't destroy uh, a city like your cousin Hulk, which uh, I thought that was pretty cute. Um, but yeah, we can uh, we can move on here. This is where um, this is where Holloway comes to the bar and recruits her um, to be a part of his team. And uh, I don't know, anything stand out to you here, Josh? No, I just I was just glad I I knew that she couldn't stay in the you know DA's office and that she's gonna go to the other side. Not that DAs are evil, but if you're gonna make a stereotypical superhero character, it's pretty hard to make them a prosecutor because I feel like you know it's hard to I don't know. There's a lot of laws that obviously oppress people, and so <laughs> prosecutors uh, don't always you know get to choose which laws they're enforcing. And so I, I just I was hoping that she was gonna take a turn to the other side here. Yeah, yeah. She also wants to bring her friend Nikki. Oh God, I should totally look that up. Uh, she wants to bring her own paralegal. Um, is that typical, Josh? Like they just like uh, is like yeah. package deal. Okay. I mean, not not. I, it's not like normal, but it happens. Yeah. Okay. Definitely happens. That's fair. Um, okay. <laughs> well, we will. Let's move on to. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. This is like her first day of work. And um, another interesting tidbit here. I thought it was kind of weird. Like he never. I guess he was about to tell her about the superhero law division. Yeah. Uh, and she just like quickly agrees. But like she doesn't find out till her first day at work. Like, I feel like you gotta just, you wanna mention that. Yeah. No, she didn't do her due diligence at all. But I mean, and he should have been clear, but yeah. whatever. He has nothing to lose. He has all the leverage. She needs a job. Yeah. And what's the point of like he wants her to be in She Hulk form <laughs> the entire time? Which I'm like, eh, I mean, does that really matter? But I guess Yeah, I it's kind of weird. They're making like uh, multiple people. I, it was like subtly implied with him uh, in the situation, um, but then also with the, her family. Some people made these comments about how much hotter She-Hulk is than her normal <laughs> self. Like, and that that's like a horrible superpower. Like all of a sudden it's like, okay, you can be like, obviously the actress is, you know, has no issues in this category, you know, uh, but just it is very bizarre that that is her superpower is all of a sudden to be like hot, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. That's weird yeah so uh i guess there you have it i did find it interesting when they're walking through um the the office here the g l k and h sign um it's in the format of the original she hulk logo that like when they first announced the show the logo or the, like the title card was completely different um but that is actually now the g l k and h sign and now we get like the like more like artsy painted she hulk letters so i don't know, I just thought it was interesting they changed like they actually changed that title card quite a few times i don't know why but um yeah so uh tommy this is where we get paul the gift bearer bringing the gift basket 
I don't trust Paul. Oh my I don't, God, here we go. I don't trust anyone that just he just seemed too like eager to be like, oh, here's this gift basket with the and the added touch of the bathroom. You can tell he's definitely trying to kiss butt at, at, at most, or at least he's trying to kiss butt at most. He's gonna sabotage. Watch, that's like the <laughs> it's the main guy's like private bathroom that she he got she got directions to. <laughs> like you they're know? like they're like sifting out her stool, you know, and like like yeah. they're doing with COVID nowadays. They're like gonna search it for genetic material and make super <laughs> super soldiers out of it. <laughs> I did not ex- like Tommy. I was like I was like thirty percent on board for him being like a villain, and now like I'm just off the tracks here. He's full on board. You watch. You wait, Michael. You come back. You'll be, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be the biggest villain. He's the big bad of the whole season. Yeah, what? I'm with Tommy. I'm with you. I'm oh, now that you no. say it, Tommy. I wasn't thinking it, but now I'm with you. So what in what in this guy's right mind made him draw this map? Like, like it by getting it, like that would be like the weirdest interaction I'd had that month. But like, what's like, I don't know. Like that just blows my mind. I mean, like, I guess it's just the joke. But well, he a first had to like test all the bathrooms to find the perfect one, and then. I'm assuming it's also perfect for her office, right? Like probably the the right amount of distance, like not too far away. So then he had to like time out how long it would take him to get from one bed. <laughs> there was a lot of work that went into this thing. Yeah. It wasn't like he just did it real quickly and gave it to her. And was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Like there was a lot of thinking going on here. What <laughs> makes a perfect bathroom? You know, like I, privacy. I feel like privacy is the top, top, uh, you know, thing that i'm looking for in, in a perfect bathroom situation yeah. yeah i think privacy is huge i think i think if you can get a single like a like a one of those that it's just you get the whole room to yourself it's not there's no yeah. stalls that's a prime perfect bathroom um maybe you know I mean, like, it's gotta be clean too because like when i think of that i think of like gas station restrooms which yeah. um but I, I mean, if, say, they, yeah. but if, they, if any of their bathrooms are anywhere close to a, a gas station bathroom, they've got other issues at this law firm. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I will say in my office at work, um, I work downstairs and there's like maybe eight people that work downstairs. But upstairs, there's like 80 people that work upstairs and there's like a much bigger bathroom up there. But downstairs, we have like the one single restroom and everybody from upstairs comes downstairs uh. to use that single restroom. So. It's the privacy. You get, you get no. You don't have to worry about anyone. Yeah. The world's your oyster in that single bathroom. Do you greet? Do you greet each of them as they come down here? Hey, good <laughs> luck pooping. Oh, good luck. It comes out well. Like, <laughs> like, like contaminating my restroom. <laughs> Use yours. Uh, okay, so <laughs> good talk on the restrooms here. Um, the the first case that that is presented to Jen Walters here is, is Emil Blonsky, um, abomination, and uh, Jen is not going to take this lightly. She's not happy with this choice. I think she was easily convinced though. He's like, "We'll yeah. just meet him," and then she's like, "Okay, I'll go meet this deadly villain," and then she did it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, well, I mean, like, I think a lot of things, right? Like, first off, you know, she's desperate for a job. At this point, they've set up that, like, no one is hiring. It's this or nothing. So I think it's like that. It's very clear to me that, like, obviously, this is why she got picked. It's 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 not only a superpower thing, but I also think, like, if this is your big case, having the face of a Hulk representing, like, that right there, that without even them speaking, it shows good faith that he has changed, that uh, someone that's related to Bruce is siding with them. Um so that you know, I thought that was interesting, and like, I wonder if there's gonna be more with that. Obviously, with like the ending and, and how how things go, but 
I, I thought there was an, a good amount of hesitant for like a cousin. Like, yeah, like <laughs> you did try to kill your Bruce, but like it's not like a brother. Like now there's a sibling. Maybe maybe she's a little more like hesitant about uh, helping out uh, Flanty. All right, I, I know none of your cousins subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, she, she's going to go visit him. Uh, she goes, Tommy, I get so confused with all these prisons in the MCU, but I did notice that um, there's a sign out front, this one, the Department of Damage Control. They're showing up everywhere. I think I, I've been saying this for a bit. I, they're really setting up them to be like the evil shield. Like, I think there's, there's more to the damage control. I think we need to keep watching Every time they're showing up, clearly they're like at least the government persona right now. They really seem to hate superheroes. Like no superpowers inside. Okay, geez. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like her superpower is still there. I, I was very confused by this. Like no superpowers. She can. It's not like it's turned off. Like it's just the switch is still like uh, the power is still there. It's just off for the second. It's not like she can't just turn it yeah. back on and have superpowers. I was very confused. Yeah, it's like having a gun with a safety on. It's like not. Yeah, you still have the gun with you at any point. But I, it, I, I, I'm, I'm one thing. I'm worried with her superpowers. Now we're talking about it. Like, what is her superpowers? Like, I, I really don't understand that. That's kind of my issue so far. Is like, it, she's like a lesser Hulk. I don't know. Yeah, she has like it's super strength, but like uh, obviously not as powerful as the Hulk because he had the initial radiation. The the he's the initial. She's like basically like got the secondary from him. So only not all the power, not all the strength, but it's strength. The big difference is she can control. It's all it's yeah, one person okay. at the steering wheel is the biggest difference. But otherwise, pretty much the same. She uses it differently. Like we saw with like he can do the big sonic boom but she does you know she's strategic with with even though she has less strength she still uses it very uh calculated if that makes sense yeah so it's it's kind of like with my kids the apple juice has too much sugar in it so we will do half water in the apple juice but sometimes i don't know that my wife already did the half water so then i half water it again and then it's like (laughs) only a quarter apple juice though (laughs) that's the best comparison i got yeah that's the the quarter apple juice exactly what i was thinking that's i was you took the words right out of my mouth yeah here's another weird thing so these lasers right there's some lasers that she's got to pass through like they're like like bars on a door but um like the officer can just walk through it and like molds around him he can go through and then she can do it too so my question is what it what who's it stopping because it's not stopping super powered individuals Maybe, maybe my thought, and obviously they don't explain it. Maybe it's like a card. Like she, she got keyed into the system of like, hey, today we approve you coming into the building. So her DNA, whatever it was, is like programmed for the laser not to to laser her. Uh, you know, <laughs> what if he like? I th- I, and... I assumed it was just like, oh, what was that, Michael? Well, what if what if like he didn't like he just missed the scan it didn't go through all the way and she's just like died. dead oh that's what i'm saying like i would have been terrified going anyway you just like walk through i would have probably I like, like put like, my a, finger in yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like, like she's just like oh okay your word is all i need and she's just walking right through this laser beam i just assumed it was one of those like car spike things that only go one way like a laser version of that like she could go in but not out i don't know that's a good point that's a good point <laughs> so she stuck does she still like she still lives in that jail to this day. <laughs> well, apparently you can go out, you know. That's what, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll get to that, I guess. Yeah, so we we go to Emil Blonsky here. He's in the cell. 
Um, and, uh, you know, they're kind of like really explaining why he's a good guy now. We get this quote. He goes, I thought I, I, thought I was the good guy. Yeah, I'm going to get a lot of play out of that one, Tommy. <laughs> I loved seeing Blotsky back. I, I always felt like he was a, like, yes, that movie we can talk <laughs> about all the issues with it. I really liked uh, Blonsky. I liked the actor that played him. I've seen him in some other stuff and, and uh, really loving uh, that. So it was cool to see him back. And I thought this was a really... It, it's cool to see these villains get like a, a redo almost, like a chance we saw it with Zemo. I'm hoping we see it with Blonsky of like, you know, maybe their first movie wasn't a great representation, but maybe with a different director, with a different lens, uh, we can see potential for these characters. Yeah, I loved him. Not even the villains can be villains anymore, Tommy. That's my problem. Like he is like this is like a one eighty for this character, right? I mean, he's just uh, like oh, like I'm just goofy, silly. I have pen pals, and like I'm I'm a stay. Uh, like just just be evil. Yeah, I mean, it's the problem of Marvel right now. They know it works, so they they're like, oh, just rinse and repeat. Just put them in the mold. But I have a feeling this is an act. I mean there's no way that we really believe this, right? Like there's no way he's really just good. Cause even like the little bit of him being like, I thought I'd be the hero. You can tell there's some envy. There's some jealousy of, of the fact that Hulk got to be the hero and he didn't get to be one. Yeah. Would Wong hang out with him though? If he was truly evil though. Well, I also think Wong's evil. I think everyone's evil. What? Why are you coming after Wong? <laughs> I did for a second. There was a part of me in um, Multitude of Madness. I'm like, man, you just easily gave Wong to this dark cold. Like, come on. <laughs> fair, fair point. Um, he he mentions that he was given... Look, I, try, I actually tried to watch this movie. It's not on Disney+. Plus. I don't know where the hell I can watch it. Uh, but I haven't seen it since I was a kid. So I don't, I don't remember... But he says he got the super soldier serum. I don't. Yeah. Don't so, yeah. It, yeah. So this is like, I actually think there's a lot of, as much as like there is goofiness, obviously he's doing like the whole seven, you know, you mentioned it, the, the, his pin pals was real good too. But uh, there's actually a lot of good nuggets throughout here. And I honestly want to rewatch it and reanalyze it because uh, yeah, the super soldier serum, that's what it was. It was, he got two things. He got super soldier serum and, the the Hulk blood and that's what made him into abomination. But first he got the super soldier serum and that's how he was pitched as being coming the new Captain America. Um, it was not obviously the the full super soldier serum. It didn't work exactly the like like caps. But uh, yeah, there you go. Fair enough. Um, uh, he also does haikus. There's uh, a <laughs> again like just completely goofy. Uh, um... Would they? Would that? make you forgive someone if like you, let's say there's an enemy i don't know in sixth grade michael someone stole your gushers and now they send you a letter that has a haiku it's like all about your gushers and how they stole them and they apologize i mean that's like the worst uh situation he built there because i wouldn't remember uh so he's still but you know what fine i guess work yeah <laughs> we did it. We solved your gushers problem with haikus. It's the power of poems. Okay. All right. So she leaves here. She's calling Bruce, and uh, she's like really selling him. Like I know uh, he just needs a second chance. I think he means well. Bruce, is like it's fine. He wrote me a haiku too. So. See? 
it works. Yep. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, another weird one was like, uh, well, what did they name you? Like, you didn't, you haven't figured it out yet. Like, I feel like he obviously knows that everyone knows that her identity's been revealed, and everybody was calling her She-Hulk. So I don't know. It was like, why are you asking that question? Yeah, I wonder if they're setting up a name thing because, like, they have the Smart Hulk, they have the She-Hulk, like, I and they're, like they're they're like spending time talking about it. I wonder if there's like a whole thing about names that like is going to keep carrying throughout the se- season. Hmm. Maybe. Also, here, fun little fourth wall break uh, that they didn't actually fourth wall break, but like we, I like I like the mention that like oh like it's cheesy and it was very hokey, but like uh, Bruce being like. Yeah, that was like almost like it was a whole different person or something <laughs> during yeah. that battle. Yeah, oh, yeah, it point. wasn't me. Like... It was it wasn't me. It was Edward Norton back yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. That's good though. Um, but yeah, so this is uh, the most intriguing part um, where he's like, uh, "I'm not coming back for a little while. I'll get some things to take care of." And he flies off on that freaking ship that I don't know the name of. What is that? What what the hell's going on, Tommy? I he's going back, which I'm actually super intrigued by this. Do we Alyssa? Uh okay. There's one of my favorite conflicts is World of our Hulk. I know in the vats I'm like, oh we'll never get I'm just saying he's going back to the planet. The whole like concept of planet Hulk and all that stuff. Could it happen? Could it? I'm just saying. Wait, so he's going back to the planet from Thor the Thor Ragnarok that he was on? The um that- yeah, so that that's that's what I, I think is happening. So that ship that shows up, apparently that's what um, the Grandmaster's ship or, like, of his people. So it does seem like he's going back to his little trash planet. And there are, like, there's a lot of different... I believe there's even a new one coming out, but there's, like, Planet Hulk. There's World War Hulk. And it explores a lot of different things. Like, um, uh, Hulk has... This is, like, one of the few comic books I've read, so I'm, like, really excited okay. to talk about it. Um, but Hulk has a son on that planet. Um, so, like, is that, like, maybe he's, like... Uh, going to take his paternity test. Yeah, and a lot of time could pass there, right? Because it, it like it like goes quicker than like time everywhere else, right? Wasn't that like part of Thor Ragnarok? Like Hulk had spent years there when Thor's experience outside of that planet was like less. We've discussed that I have a horrible memory for this. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we, I think I'm pretty it. sure that was the case. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah, you're like it could cover a lot of ground on. Uh, yeah, if he's going back there. Interesting. You know, I bought a big, a big aboard the train of the Young Avengers. So, like, that mm. would make sense to me. Hulk's son. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen the, the rehearsal on HBO, yes, but it could yes. be one of those situations where he comes back and all of a sudden he's got a grown, <laughs> a grown ass son uh, coming back with him. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love it. Back to love it. Good pull there. Um, so, I guess the big cliffhanger here is. Um, we find out on the news that Emil Blonsky has broken out of prison and he's like in a fighting club with Wong. Like they, they have a lot of explaining to do here. Like what the hell is happening? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm interested. I just, again, I feel like this was half an episode. I, 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 the, the core conflict of this episode was that she lost her job and needed a job. So I guess like they kind of resolved that, but I feel like this whole thing with uh, abomination Emil Blonsky was, kind of just set up and it felt like uh too strong of a b plot for me but we'll see i don't know i was so i'm so annoyed because they're like she hulk is nine episodes like we've been getting these six episode series and i feel like it was really lackluster for some of them 
like we needed more time, especially with like the newer characters to get to know Moon Knight and uh, Ms. Marvel. Uh, and now we finally have nine episodes, but oh, we'll give you 25 minute episodes. It's like, what the yeah. hell? Just give us six episodes then. Yeah. And that's, I will say, I actually, uh, to what you're saying, Josh, like it's more setup. I wonder if it would have worked better if A, either they first and second were released together or if it was just one big thing. Cause it's like, I think last week felt like it was just an origin that felt kind of not connected in and this felt like okay now we're finally getting into it but it was kind of just it doesn't feel like it deserved its own time so it's like i almost feel like if we put it together is it now um a better better city i have faith for the for the future i have faith that like because i am intrigued by the plot the whole blonsky stuff is very intriguing to me um where it goes and i think there's a lot, the whole hulk like we were just you know saying so uh, we'll see yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> Uh, Josh, did you happen to catch the post-credit scene? Yeah, uh, I, 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 she was helping her dad or something. I forgot. I already forgot yeah. what it was. I just watched it like an hour ago, and I already don't remember. <laughs> I was hoping you could say no, so I could say, "Well, you don't need to." Um, I mean, like, I thought the last one was like really funny, and this one is like, uh, you know, he's like helping. She's like helping change tires and put up TVs and carry water. So that's her family oh, taking yeah. advantage of her. There maybe 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 this is the, where the dad becomes evil. Maybe we were completely maybe we were wrong, Josh. Maybe he doesn't die. Maybe he turns evil. Everyone's just evil. I was gonna say you're like completely messing up your theories now. Like you don't even know who's dead or who's a bad guy anymore. Nah, I'm. The, let's kill the dad. I'm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm fully on board. Dad's gotta die here. I agree. If it means he gets more time in succession, we'll. we'll uh, I'll handle it. Um, well, all right, guys. That is the end of the episode. Um, a lot of fun. Josh, appreciate you coming on here. I want to give you a chance, like, one more time to, like, tell people where they can find you and your podcast and everything you're up to. Yeah. Um, okay, one last thought. Um, and again, I cover Survivor. Survivor is often on my brain. I just got to say this, and hopefully this doesn't ruin the show for everybody. Mark Ruffalo sounds exactly like Boston Rob. Close your eyes oh, when you're okay. watching it. They're They're both... I, like Mark Ruffalo has got to be from Boston as well. Like they, they sound, I think especially like maybe when he's the Hulk, like when he's like the smart Hulk. So he's like talking a little bit deeper and a little slower. And I, I it, it kind of like bothers me. So sorry. Uh, I've, I've cursed you all with this knowledge, but they, they sound exactly the same. Uh, hey, so hey, with Jen. that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to do the buddy system. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, Jen, I told you I would help you with your superpowers if I could, but I could not. <laughs> yeah, again, sorry to the, like the Marvel only fans that are right to listen to that, but appreciate. Everybody it. knows who Boston Rob is. Okay, if true. you're not seeing him on Survivor, you're seeing him on HGTV or you know The Amazing <laughs> well, he, Race. He was referencing an episode of The Unicorn at that point, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's, he's a staple of American society. So uh, <laughs> shame on you if you don't know who Boston Rob is at this point. Um, all right, yeah. JoshTakes.com, uh, silent podcasts on Twitter, or my handles here as well on the uh, Twitch screen. Uh, but for those of you listening, at Josh Kettles, I tweet, I meme, uh, so you can follow me there. Awesome, Tommy. What, what's going on for you? Anything? Uh, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, just, just living with the group behind you. Living with group. Well, I'm gonna. Re my office may look completely different by the time. Uh, Ooh, we we okay. podcast again. Big things over here in the Pizzullo household. So uh, 
uh, yeah, I guess that's happening. I don't, I, I don't really tweet about it. So you, you're not going to hear anything about it, but just so you know, that's happening. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, you can check me out at Tommy's tidbits. I'm, I'm on there. You can talk to me. I don't really use it other than retweeting this podcast, but, uh, <laughs> Hey, <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, speaking, I, I never plug it enough, um, but we are streaming on Twitch. Uh, almost nobody watches here, but uh, if you do want to see us in person, our handsome faces, some some people prefer not, they, they don't want to see our face. They just, they, 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 they it breaks the air of mystery. Um, yeah. So I get that. But if you do, it's twitch.tv slash the Michael Arrear. Um, but I will go ahead and close this out with everything else. I like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, preferably five stars. Uh, also, please subscribe because we're going to be here every single week. And, uh, you know, there's other stuff coming out soon. And or, um, I guess that's it. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at StarForcePod. Also, check our show notes for our merch. I'm wearing the shirt now. If you if you were on our Twitch stream, you could see it. Um, it's cool. It's like a, it's an Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet lightsaber. So, um, yeah, if you, want, if you want one of those, you can check it out. Um, also, we have a little Discord community going on, so if that's something you're interested in, you can message us, and we will hit you up. But uh, that is all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye! Hey, Jen, bye! <laughs>